Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Welcome back, queens. We have two powerhouses here today. We have Cindy Kazuma. Am I saying that correctly, Cindy? Kazuma, you're super close. <laughs> Kazuma. <laughs> and then Carrie mm-hmm. Teetle. Um, they, they are the, the power duo of the Injured Athletes Club. So Cindy is a freelance writer, author, and podcaster in Chicago. She first moved there to earn her master's degree from Northwestern University. When she saw the lakefront trail, she decided to stay. There she trained and has completed 22 marathons, including seven Boston. Her six years for medical journals taught her the way around a research paper. Now she's fascinated by exercise science and how findings in the lab can help her everyday athletes improve their performance, prevent injury, and live healthier lives. She also frequently writes about elite runners and Paralympic competitors. Everyday athletes accomplishing extraordinary things in the active community in Chicago where winter forges deep bonds between those brave enough to, to train through it. Cindy writes regularly for Runner's World, Chicago's Magazine, Women's Running Magazine, Self, and more. She's also written for Men's Health, um, for their more University of Illinois alumni publications, New York Times, Self. Um, if you want to check it out, it'll be on her bio. She has written for many, many, many major publications. Her latest book, Rebound, Training Your Mind to Bounce Back Stronger from Sports Injuries with mental skills coach Carrie Jackson Cheadle is out now from Bloomsbury Sports. Together, they host the Injured Athletes Club podcast and they moderate the Injured Athletes Club Facebook. And her other part of the duo, Carrie, is a certified mental performance consultant in Northern California and has been a professional in the field since 2002. Carrie's worked with athletes and performers of all ages and at every level, from recreational athletes to elite and professional athletes competing at national and international levels. She is author of the book, On Top of Your Game, Mental Skills to Maximize Your Athletic Performance, and co-author of Rebound, Train Your Mind to Bounce Back Stronger from Sports Injuries, as well as the co-host of the podcast, Injured Athletes Club. She's also the creator of the Level Up Mastermind Program, helping sports psychology professionals grow their businesses and accomplish their personal and professional goals. And unfortunately, ironic, my uh, <laughs> co-host, my, my, I call her my better half, she's at a doctor's appointment because she's recovering from an injury. So it's kind of like, oh, she probably really could use this support right now. So she's excited Aww. to be able to um, listen to this afterwards. So so welcome, Carrie, and welcome, Cindy. We're so excited to, to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, you bet. So I know you both have quite an array of area that you've written on and focused on, but for the sake of this, I'm really curious why injury and then obviously why the, the recovery piece? Yeah, if you want to jump, you want to start, Cindy? 
<laughs> uh, sure, I can. I think our, our stories kind of flow from each other. So I am, yeah. uh, as you as you mentioned in my bio, Becca, a, a adult recreational runner, but a frequently injured one. So <laughs> I have the good fortune of being also a journalist who gets to write about things that she's interested in. So uh, things that affect me personally. So I've written a lot about injury and the injury experience over the years and started to notice that there was a lot of interesting research um, coming out about kind of the psychological aspect of recovery from injury and also <laughs> the psychological uh, sort of risk factors for injury too, which is a whole other area. But I was writing about this a lot and talking to smart experts like Carrie, and I just thought, wow, there are so many things that athletes have in common on the mental side of injury, but it's not talked about nearly as much as physical recovery. So that's, Carrie and I started thinking, hmm, is there more we could do to, uh, to help athletes at this point in the process? And then I'll kind of let her talk about how she got interested in this topic and, and how we came together to work on this. Yeah. So I, you know, similar to Cindy too, I, you know, had struggled with my own injuries as, um, as an athlete. And, and one of those in particular happened while I was in the middle of my graduate studies in sports psychology. So I had a couple different knee injuries to my left knee, two different injuries. One was torn meniscus that I had arthroscopic surgery for. And then later fast forward, um, I ended up injuring my knee where I tore my MCL and that was the injury that happened in the middle of my program. And I decided, I made a really conscious decision at that time. I was like, all right, I'm going to, all this stuff that I'm learning about performance, I'm going to take it and apply it to my injury and my injury recovery and see what it's like to go through this process. And so I did it. And my experience from that first knee injury to the second injury was significantly different. Um, in terms of my, you know, being able to navigate the emotional roller coaster of recovery, um, having confidence coming back into my sports and, and confidence in that knee, profoundly different experiences from the first one to the second one and came back to have one of my best snowboarding seasons ever. And I was like, oh, man, this is like everybody needs to be exposed to this. And so, uh, but it wasn't until... A while later, when I started in my professional work and I worked with a lot of cyclists, and when you work with cyclists, you're going to end up um, working with people that are coming back from crashes and kind of building their confidence. And mm -hmm. so that was some of my first experiences um, working with athletes through that process came from early in my career. And then I just um, started to recognize, like, man, this time when athletes need the most support, they're often getting the least. And they're getting support mm -hmm. for their physical recovery, but zero support for their mental recovery, um, unless they, you know, ended up electing to work with me. And so um, it just was, uh, and then I started doing some support groups in, with collegiate athletes around injury recovery and seeing um, just what a big impact it had and, and, how, um, and how different their experience was with recovery. Um, when they had that kind of support. And that's when I was like, uh, um, I had written my first book and I, I thought I might have a couple more in me. And so then it became pretty clear for me. I was like, all right, this is, this is the book that needs to happen. And it was shocking that it didn't already exist. It just was, and I was like, right. was, um, you know, there were some textbooks out there and books for clinicians, nothing for the athlete that was specifically on injury recovery and like the recovering that emotional mental piece. And so um, I had, you know, let, um, met, Cindy, because she had interviewed me for a couple articles on the topic for different, um, you know, different articles that were coming out. And so I knew that it was um, something that she was really interested in. And, and I had put out a little sort of um, 
cryptic message on Facebook about how I was going to go on a sabbatical and I was working on a new project and super excited. And she responded and was like, Hey, I'd love to hear, you know, what you're up to. And, um, and so then we connected and, um, and talked about the possibility of doing it together. And when we thought about sort of the different areas of expertise we would bring, it was like, Oh yeah, this, this book is going to, it's going to be a better book doing it together than it would be if I did it by myself. And so um, we actually met in person for the first time out in North Carolina, in Asheville, North Carolina, where I was doing my sabbatical. She flew out and, <laughs> and we just, and we spent a week together, uh, you know, um, in, in a foreign pl- place to both of us and, um, and decided, well, let's, let's try creating an outline and see what it's like to work together. And then we just kept on going. The rest yep. is history, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I love in your book, you do a great job of weaving in like actual like stories that athletes have gone through, things they've overcome, things that barriers are gotten in the way. Um, since I, most of these people may have read your book or may have not, can you kind of share how you outline the book um, with some of the, the simple acronyms that they can follow, um, the things that you learned from yourself and you felt was really pivotal for them to practice during their, their healing and recovery from injury? Um, yeah, I can kind of start by talking a little bit about how the book is set up. So it includes both, as you mentioned, stories from more than 40 athletes. So we're hoping that these stories, they're stories of um, rebound, which we define as kind of bouncing back stronger from an injury, right? So many of the athletes that we talked to went through really difficult experiences, but were able to work through it both on the psychological and the physical side and come back stronger afterwards. So we outline these stories so that people can kind of start to see themselves and start to identify with those stories. And then we have kind of a middle section in each chapter that explains the way that the underlying science of, of what athletes are going through during the psychological recovery from injury. And then every chapter ends, and this is where Carrie is, is so brilliant. Um, every chapter ends with mental skills and drills. And these are some of the ones that have the neat acronyms that you talk about, Becca. These are like really, just like you go to physical therapy and you get rehab exercises that you can do at home. These are simple everyday things that you can do in a wide variety of different situations to work on the psycholog- psychological aspects of your recovery so that your mind and body are on the same page as you're, as you're moving through your injury and coming back afterward. Um, so I think, you know, there's so much in there that Carrie has learned from her time in, in working with athletes firsthand on this. And we were really glad to be able to kind of tailor it to a broader audience. I mean, you know, she gets to work with athletes one-on-one and experience what kinds of exercises they might need in that particular moment. So we tried to set it up so that people could have a whole variety of different tools and techniques and choose and figure out what works best for them. Love it. What were some common, um, what were some common themes around support that you found to be most beneficial? Because I know from there, you guys also branched out and created um, the Facebook group and then the, the podcast. And what were some things that as you started this education that you found of concern you know, specifically, I think about um, my specialty area being in eating disorders, and I know that injuries can be a significant risk factor for relapse or development during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Sorry, you know, I gave uh, you like threefold there. <laughs> no, I know it's okay. I'm just, I'll just jump in and hopefully hit a couple. <laughs> but um, I think with the support in particular, I mean, we have a whole chapter on that on building your team and. Um, and, and there's just some really interesting research around uh, your support system in general 
in terms of um, longevity and health and wellness and happiness, but also specific to injury recovery, where um, having strong social connections is a buffer against stress. Uh, and so that, um, and one of the things that can be challenging when you're an injured athlete is, the, is feeling isolated, both feeling isolated from your team or from your coach or from, you know, the thing that you love, and also sometimes choosing to isolate yourself because it feels painful to be able to, um, to be in that environment and not be able to do the thing that you love. And so, um, so knowing that the social support and building your support system is such a significant, has a significant impact on um, our stress response and our, you know, stress response has an impact on healing, uh, both in terms of uh, our behavioral choices, as well as our immune system. Like it's, it just was, it's one of the most important factors. And so for me, it was, I thought about doing this um, support group for a while on Facebook, and I just never pulled the trigger. And so then when we were thinking about other things that we could do um, to help sort of promote the book and build this community and doing the podcast for, it was like, all right, it's time to, to jump on this and create a space where um, you athletes can get that support and know that they're not alone and, and help model too. Um, it's okay to ask for support. Um, and w- one of the most interesting studies I saw was um, not only, you know, do athletes benefit from getting support, but they actually had a significant um, decrease to their stress level when they just perceived that if they asked for support, it would be there from, for them. So not even receiving support, but just the perception that like, okay, I am in this community. And if I ask for support, people are going to be here for me. Like already you get a, like a stress reduction impact just by having that. So, and I, you know, I've worked in other areas where building community was, such a significant part of, um, of that, whatever that experience was that like, it's for, for these athletes to be able to be with other people that get it, that kind of community, um, is just really, really powerful. So for me, it was like, that had to be an important part of the the whole, the big picture. Well, from that, did you find that a lot of times athletes were taking that to their schools and implementing any kind of education. Um, I remember when I worked in the collegiate um, setting, it was interesting, like, you know, you should be setting up a point with me as your dietitian to go over nutrition for healing. And they're like, really? Like there's things that I can do. And I'm like, yes. And so then we would sit down and talk about it. Have you found that um, athletes are taking this to their schools or using it with their, their physical therapists? Yeah, some. Um, I think, you know, we have had stories and people telling us about how they're creating a book club on their campus or an injured athlete support group on campus. Um, some people have gifted the book to their physical therapist or their doctor. Um, uh, we even got a message that a doctor gave it to one of their patients. So, you know, so people are, yeah. um, I, I think that it is, people are using it and sort of recognizing um, that it is beneficial and that it has helped them and wanting to, and then when they get, you know, encounter someone else that um, is injured, they're like, oh my gosh, you should definitely um, check out this book. I think in terms of that next step where people might then um, make the choice to like join the group or, or get individual coaching, there's, um, I think there's still like an, an understanding of, oh, it's okay for me. Like I could do that for myself. I could give myself that kind of support and I would benefit from that kind of support like it's um 
there's still like um, there's things that we're trying to figure out how to how to bridge that gap. Um, but yeah, but we have had some people that have talked about, um, you know, different places where they're they're creating support groups and kind of working through the book together. So just for for sake of giving an example, I mean, we're almost treating COVID like an injury, right? Athletes are just kind of pulled. Even now they've gotten back in, they might be pulled the next day. Can you give us an example how you would work through some of your skills to help support them um, during this time? Yeah, so um, we, it's funny, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of COVID, when it, like back in March, uh, I had been doing a couple of different, uh, I did a, a few different interviews for the book and on rebound and injury recovery. And then those same exact um, people that interviewed me a couple of weeks later were like, hey, so um, everything in the book 100% applies to what we're going through right now with COVID as athletes, like can we now do another interview? Um, because it's, it is, it's really, really interesting to see how similar those paths are because a big part of what we're dealing with, um, in terms of COVID and what athletes are dealing with in terms of injury is, is navigating unknowns. And so, um, you know, so, so a lot of the skills in the book, they're, you know, although in the book, they're specific to injury recovery, really they're life skills and you can apply them to any life challenge that's in front of you. Like, how do I have resilience and be able to bounce from um, this point of impact? How do I make the choice to be able to move that energy into an upward, you know, direction after I, uh, you know, hit the, hit the ground, so to speak. And so, um, you know, some of the, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the things that I'm doing with my athletes right now to navigate some of those emotional challenges of dealing with COVID are exactly the same as I would be doing um, with my injured athletes. We're just applying it to a different, um, a different scenario. And so one big one, and, and then maybe Cindy can share um, a favorite uh, tool from the book too, that she feels like would apply to, to both. Um, my, one that I always say is my favorite, because it is, it's, um, it's so foundational and it's called Go Far, which is uh, an acronym for feel, accept, recover. So in order to get to a place of acceptance, um, where it's like, uh, I accept that, you know, I would prefer that we weren't dealing with COVID and that I could see my family over these <laughs> holidays, but that's not something that I'm able to do. Um, and, and, and so what I want to do about it, but before I can get to that place of, of real true acceptance, um, I have to allow myself to feel my feelings, right? So feel um, if I want to go far, if I want to get past this thing in front of me, this challenge, this obstacle, get through this injury, if I want to go far, I need to feel, accept, recover. So before I can get to that place of acceptance, I got to let myself feel the emotions that I'm feeling about this experience and about the situation. Because when we don't do that, when we fight against it, or we, um, and, and when we fight against it, we end up putting more energy into it um, and, pro and prolonging the amount of time it takes to actually move through it um, because we are not letting ourselves feel the deep hurt that's there or whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever the emotion is. Maybe it's anger, it's frustration, but actually labeling that specific emotion in each one, because it's going to be, there's going to be more than one. It's very complex, whether we're talking about how we're all feeling with dealing with the pandemic versus how, you know, or we're talking about how we're dealing with the fact that I just got injured and what does this mean for me? That it's um, the, the there's a huge complexity with how many emotions that we feel. So being able to label each one and kind of touch each one, 
so that we under have an understanding of like, oh, that's what I'm, I'm dealing with uh, grief. Uh, I'm dealing with, you know, and really looking at, you know, allowing yourself to feel each one because we have a tendency culturally uh, to move away from difficult emotions versus leaning into them. Um, and that moving away just prolongs this acceptance. So when you, once you feel your feelings, then you can get to that place of like, all right, I sure would prefer this to be different, but it's not. So what do I want to do about it now? So that process then helps you to the place of recovery, which is helping you to focus on, well, what is in my control? Yes, there are a lot of things that are out of my control. Well, what is still in my control? And so, so whether it's injury or COVID or any life challenge in front of you like that acronym, man, is just so foundational. One of the ones that follows really naturally from that that I, Cindy, have found really helpful is one, a drill that's actually called in slash out of control, where you literally sit down and make a list of all the things that are in your control and all the things that are out of your control, which, you know, in recent days would include things like the election, um, virus, the ways that other people are responding to restrictions in your area or lack of restrictions in your area. And if that's something that's causing you stress and anxiety, like you just sort of have to recognize that those things are out of your control and then kind of move your focus to the things that are in your control, like stuff that you can take to keep yourself or you, and your family safe or sitting down and making a list of those things that are in and out of your control um, has, has literally for me helped me kind of narrow in on the things that I can do and take positive action versus worrying about the things that are out of my control. So it's totally applicable to both pandemics and um, injury recovery process. Perfect. And Cindy, that kind of gives us a great segue into an event that I am honored to be a part of that's coming up. Can you um, share with our listeners what's coming up in December? Yes, absolutely. So we have a fantastic webinar um, that, Becca, you are one of our expert speakers on, along with <laughs> Starla Garcia and uh, an athlete, Ronnie Robinson, and a sports psychologist, Mel Strano. Um, it is a webinar on eating during injury recovery. The questions about nutrition while you're injured come up over and over again um, during, you know, in our Injured Athletes Club Facebook group. And, you know, as you, as you sort of allude to, this is something that, that athletes do have control over, and there's a lot that they can do to optimize nutrition to, to improve their healing process. So this is at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 uh, p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, December 8th. And if you go to injuredathletesclub.com, we're going to have some information there about registering. Yeah. And that's why I brought that up because I've seen that in my practice where during times of injury, it's that what's in control, what's not in control. And they kind of get grasped into that pseudo control, like manipulating weight or controlling weight or controlling their nutrition. So mm -hmm. um, I'm really yeah. honored and excited to be a, be a part of that event. So well, ladies, we always wrap up the end of the interview asking how you live out the fit philosophy, trying in this chaotic world, balancing performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self. Um, I oh, my God. I love that question. Yeah, you kind of go so for many. Yeah, yeah. There's so many, but I want to so give good. an example of like another, another exercise in the book that has been so helpful to me, and it kind of hits on a lot of those. And it sounds, it sounds kind of out there, but I hope people will try it. Um, we have – it's in the – in Rebound, the book, it's called um, – my condolences and it involves actually writing a sympathy card to yourself and really tapping into kind of self-compassion and grace which i think is something that all of us could use a lot more of right now there's enough stress and anxiety um in the world around us without us adding to it by being hard on ourselves which is something that we're really we tend to do as athletes so if you actually sit mm -hmm. down and i have done this multiple times during the pandemic and write myself a note 
look as if I were a friend of mine going through some of the things that I'm going through both on a, on a big scale with a pandemic and on a small scale from my day-to-day life, just sharing words of, of gratitude and, and, you know, compassion. And this is really hard. And, and I know you're trying your best and I'm wishing you health and happiness. Um, it's amazing the power of, of writing those words to yourself and reading them back. So um, it sounds, it sounds, Sometimes people um, don't uh, don't drive with journaling, or it sounds like something that might be even a little cheesy, but it's incredibly powerful. So uh, I hope that people will give it a shot. Love it. Thank you. I know. I love that one because everybody, it, that, it's so funny. People are like, I'm not going to do that. And then they'll do it. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I love it. I know. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I uh, I think for me, living that that fit philosophy, um, the big the big one that comes to mind for me right now is actually one that I shared with. Um, so the last chapter in the book is called Rebound Lifestyle, and you know one of the things that um, sometimes we would have people ask us in the Injured Athletes Club book was like, well, I'm not. I mean, I'm in the Facebook group was I'm not injured anymore. Can I still stay? Um, and so I think people get that like, oh yeah, this is a great community, and like these are you know these are our skills that we can use, you know, with any, anything. And, um, in that final chapter in the book kind of talks about that, like how you can have this rebound lifestyle. And, um, and so I decided to start, um, I'm in the process of starting a membership site, um, called the rebound lifestyle. And, um, and so I have my founding members and one of the things I've been talking about with them, um, and that I've been using a lot right now too, that I think fits with this fit philosophy is the, um, is hitting the pause button. So we're, um, there's a couple different things that are going on with this dynamic and in, in a particular with athletes. So one is just the general um, sort of state that we're in with these external stressors that are more than we um, would normally have to, you know, take on um, with the pandemic and um, that uh, sometimes we get caught up in the daily grind um, and forget to hit the pause button for that self-care. Um, and the other place I see people forgetting to hit the pause button is, when you're an athlete or you're, you're very goal-driven and, um, and you en- enjoy pushing yourself, that sometimes when we accomplish something, then we immediately set the bar higher. Okay, well, what's next? And what's next? And what's next? And forget to hit the pause button to really recognize wh- what effort you put into where you're at at this point and, and really celebrating and recognizing the hard work. Um, and so, like Cindy was saying, we are really good at being hard on ourselves. Like, uh, you know, overall, I would say that's a, um, an, an unfortunate skill that many of us are very, very efficient with being like um, really, really hard on ourselves. And so that like, um, that's a big one for me right now. It's like hit, hit the pause button. Am I taking care of myself? Um, am I coming back to the things that I know help me manage my stress level right now? Because everyone's baseline stress level is higher than normal, which means we need more recovery and more thoughtfulness about our mental health. Um, and so hitting the pause button there and going, oh, are there things that I know work for me that I'm not doing that I need to come back to? Or is there something I need to bring into the mix? And then also hitting that pause button to just give yourself a pat on the back and be like, you know what, I'm making it through this year. And I'm amazing because of that alone. Um, it's been, hard. It's been mm-hmm. really hard. So, um, so just hitting the pause button is a is is like that's a big one on my on my mind that I'm trying to do for myself too right now 
I love that. Hitting the pause button. Well, um, Cindy and Carrie, thanks so much for, for coming on today. We'll be sure to put all the, the links to the great material that you guys have, the Facebook group, the book, the event coming up. And um, we're honored to, to have you on today. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Hi, Queens. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.